This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition. It's all you need to know about the tribe in Goodyear. Daily updates, player interviews, along with other spring training hijinks and tomfoolery. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. This is the Rosebud Report, blossoming from spring training. Well, here we are. It is episode number 26, our final episode of the Rosie Report Spring Training Edition from Goodyear, Arizona. Jim Rosenhouse along with you. Great show lined up for you today as we wrap things up for our time here in Goodyear. The team will be here through Tuesday, wrapping up spring training downtown against the Diamondbacks on Tuesday afternoon. And then it's on to Detroit for the regular season, and we'll have some Uh, information for you on the fate of this podcast and what will happen during the regular season at the end of our show today. But stay with us. We will hear and go one-on-one with Sandy Alomar Jr. What a year last year for the Indians Hall of Famer who filled in for manager Terry Francona on an interim basis and ended up managing the majority of the season for the Indians as Tito worked through some health issues. Quite a year for Sandy and he'll talk about that and his outlook for this year and why he's so excited to be back in a familiar role. We'll also hear from Terry Francona following Saturday's activities up in Glendale for the Indians. And we'll also visit with Shane Bieber, get his thoughts after his final tune-up for the regular season opener on Thursday as he pitched against his old buddy, Trevor Bauer, in the Indians and Dodgers game yesterday in Glendale. It was uh, it was something. The Indians won the ball game 9-2, and uh, Bauer was at his usual best in terms of uh, horsing around a little bit and, and uh, having a good time with Jose Ramirez and also Shane Bieber. And uh, that was a topic of conversation after the game, to be sure. But the Indians, 9-2 winners. Bieber pitching into the sixth inning, allowed just one earned run, struck out nine, looked sharp. Good relief work yesterday by Trevor Steffen and Emmanuel Classe. They both worked scoreless innings, striking out the side in both of their innings. And offensively, Cesar Hernandez continued a tremendous spring with two hits, including a mammoth home run. And there were others in there as well as you'd expect in a 9-2 win. Afterward, Terry Francona talked about the day. You know, what do you think of Shane today? Uh, you know what? He was good. I mean, for a last start going into the season, he – I think he struck out nine. I know it wasn't their 18, but he's, his breaking ball was swing and miss all day. His velocity was good. You know, we threw the ball around a little bit in one inning, cost him a couple runs, but that's not so bad either because it made him work, you know, work out the stretch a little bit. And I thought he was, I think, I think he's ready to go. What did you think of Bauer and uh, Ramirez in the first inning there? I thought Trevor was tipping his pitches. <laughs> um, other than that, that's about it. With with Naylor, what what was going on in right field? What did you see? I mean, is I, I know I, he's not a finished product. Missed the cutoff man, and uh, then he just dropped the ball when he was going to throw it in second. It's you know, it's, glad it's spring training because that way you can talk to him and it doesn't really, you know, put you in a predicament 
that it would like in a real season. You know, with uh, Hernandez, it seems like he's had a great spring. What is this? When you get a full, you get you get a full look at him this spring. What what have you thought of him just overall? You know, coming back for the second year, not being new, you're seeing a lot of leadership qualities, especially with Jimenez as his double play partner. He really looks out for him. He's a he's a he's a really wonderful kid. I mean, you know. The fact that we got to know him last year, but then when he came back, there there seems to be a sense of being home as opposed to being a new guy. And he's just a he's just a really quality teammate, and he's a really good player. I'm glad he's back. And also after the ball game, Shane Bieber was reflective on his final tune-up for the regular season. Shane, what was it like facing Trevor? Ah, first question. Um, it was fun. I wish it was a little bit extended. Um, he was trying to bait me into telling him what pitches I was going to throw. I'll that to him. And, um, and so, you know, just first pitch fastball. Um, fortunately, he was able to get the out there. I saw uh, the whole 90-minute watch, watch momentum documentary flash before my eyes. Uh, just in case that ball squeaked through. So I think I owe, uh, I owe him some dinner. Have you ever thought about pitching with one eye closed? Uh, well, if the at-bat extended and I got to two strikes, maybe I was thinking about it. But um, that's another one of those antics I'll probably just leave to Trevor. Did he, did he say anything to you when he went past you on the mound? No, nah, I just told him to stay away from my mound, make sure he didn't run over it. <laughs> I assume you guys have been texting beforehand. I know I saw the tweets, but I assume that he had at least said something before you guys started. Yeah, that, that was it, actually. I was awaiting a text. Um, you know, I was trying to stay locked in just because this is the last final tune-up before opening day. And um, while it's all fun and games, you know, we're, we're competitors at the end of the day. And um, sure enough, I knew he, he couldn't uh, – he wasn't going to stay quiet for too long. So <clears throat> I, I had that tweet that mentioned pop up on my screen and – um, so we had a little bit of fun back and forth. How much more normal does this final tune-up feel compared to, to last year's? Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it feels definitely more normal. Um, this is something that, I mean, spring training is something that we're accustomed to having in, uh, you know, March for, for forever. And so um, it feels normal. It feels regular. Uh, it feels good to, you know, have this one and, and to be going um, over to Detroit for, for April 1st and um, kind of just to get everything rolling. But uh, it, it definitely feels normal compared to, uh, you know, all the uncertainties of last year. Do you need a refresher in what it's like to pitch in 40-degree weather? <laughs> no, I think we'll just jump right into it. <laughs> it's one of those things I, I don't think uh, you, you voluntarily want to uh, – induce yourself with and you might as well just jump right into it you know what what uh Shane what did you think of uh Jose's at bat in the first inning against uh Trevor yeah so I was sitting at the bottom of the dugout um you know just trying to stay focused and somebody was on the rail in front of me so I couldn't see Trevor um giving him you know all the signs uh until like maybe the the eight seventh or eighth pitch um I realized what was going on and um, you know, that was a show. Uh, Hosey said they were just riding at the top of the zone and couldn't get on top of it. And then, um, you know, ended up you know, working a great at bat. 
Um, I would have liked to see, you know, something taken dead center 450, but um, no, it, that was fun. What, what does it mean opening day? I've been, you know, I've been talking to you about that. What, what does that mean to be the, you know, start on opening day? It's great. It's an honor and a privilege. It's something that I'm definitely excited for and uh, I don't take lightly. And um, like I said, it's a privilege to be able to go out there and, and have the opportunity to, to start the team off on the right foot and, and go out there and lead us to, you know, hopefully an opening day victory. What was your reaction when Trevor signed that contract and that he did so with the Dodgers? Uh, I was really happy for him, man. Uh, it seemed like he was, um, you know, feeling like he was going home. Uh, he had what I assume were plenty of options, and he was able to, you know, test the market. And that's what um, I think progresses the game to a little bit of betterment. And, and you know, he seems happy. He's, he's doing his thing. He's definitely being him. Uh, and it seems like he's being embraced within this organization. So, um, definitely happy for him. Shane, have, have you guys talked about an extension at all or was, did that come up in spring training at all? Uh, no, not really. Um, haven't really gotten into, into very many talks, um, or at least of in depth. And, um, you know, with that being said at this point with opening day coming up right here, um, right in front of us, I think that'll be, um, what it is until maybe next off season. Did it, did it mean anything when they renewed your contract to you? Um, no, that was, that was a choice of, of mine. Um, it's one of the, uh, you know, it was a right of mine to be able to choose that option. Um, we weighed out, you know, all of our options, me and my team. Um, and that just seemed what was best for me uh, in my career going forward. But with that being said, zero, bad blood, animosity, whatever you want to call it. Um, everybody's on the same page. And, and kind of like I said to the last question, we're ready to get going and, and ready to get the season started off on the right foot. Boy, it sure seems like Bieber is ready to go and, and locked in for a prime season to come after the Cy Young season in 2020. Well, we conclude our podcast, our final spring training podcast, with a visit we did earlier this spring with Indians first base coach and catching instructor Sandy Alomar Jr. What a year 2020 was for Sandy as he ended up managing the ball club the majority of the time as Terry Francona had the health issues last year. Sandy's back in his familiar role working with Roberto Perez and the other catchers and uh, just a great contributor to the coaching staff. And uh, we had a chance to visit with him earlier in the spring, and here's how it went. Did you have a chance maybe a, a couple of weeks after the season ended to, to think back and wonder, man, I was uh, about as crazy a year as you may have had in the game of baseball? Yeah, I had a plenty, of th- uh, plenty of time to reflect on all that. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful experience, man. I, I you know, we were transitioning to a new uh, norm, baseball, you know, no fans, uh, wearing masks. Uh, isolating hotels with 60 games seems like there were 150 games it was like it was, it was a long season but it was fun on the way that our team persevered and uh, the experience that I got uh, all of a sudden just thrown out there as a manager it was a, a wonderful experience and uh, thank you uh, to all the guys that really helped me through 
through that process, uh, like Sarby, uh, Carl, Kyle Hoxson, I mean, all the coaches, uh, Mike Barnett. Uh, it was a fantastic time. Uh, even Mansolino, when he came in, they, he helped a lot. Uh, I, I think I could have done it without those guys. It was great, a great time. I know Tito has said that, that what you did was extremely difficult, being a, an interim manager, because you, you kind of want to do right by him, but also do your own thing. And he said it was important that you know that you, that you should do your own thing. But even with that said, was it difficult to, to kind of keep that thought process going? Um, you know, the, the, the most difficult part was that uh, I've been separated from the bench and and thinking like a manager because when you coach first base, your focus goes to something else. And on top of that, I was, I was focused with the catchers to get those guys ready for the game. I was more focused on pitching and the running game. And uh, I was hardly ever in, you know, in the strategy meetings with the manager because uh, I was doing some other stuff. I can't abandon the catching, you know. Uh, and that's the part that when they t when you're told 45 minutes before a game you're gonna be the manager and then I don't even know a sign. <laughs> okay, okay, I gotta ad adapt real fast. So, but that's when the other guys came, you know, came to play. You know, Sarvi, uh, Carl, Kyle, and uh, and the rest of the coaches. They did a great job uh, helping me through the game until I got my feet wet. Once I got my feet wet, it was a lot easier. I'm not, I'm not saying there's a cakewalk. I imagine you have to really, you know, strategize prior to the game. Um, just like a normal, like a player does, player prepare. Managing is, is the same thing, but, you know, you're doing it from, you have to uh, ride a ship and make sure that your players are coming up to play and motivate guys and uh, make sure that everybody's, uh, uh, you know, healthy enough and make sure you give them, uh, you know, attention to everybody. And on top of that, we have to, we have a team that we have to uh, platoon outfielders and pinch it a lot. So all that, you know, coming to play, but the help with the hitting coaches in that area really have a lot. Anything along the way in your first real extended chance to manage, uh, alter your thoughts in any way, positive or negative, toward wanting to, to do it on a full-time basis if the opportunity ever came along? Not really. I'm, you know, I live my life day to day. I, I don't, I don't delegate, I mean, I don't, I don't network for, trying to, you know, be a manager. I feel like if somebody wants to hire me, uh, I'm there to interview if you if you want to talk to me, but I'm not a guy that uh, pursue or or promote my name. I, uh, I'd rather just do what I like to do. And uh, if somebody is looking forward to hire me as a manager because I, I can, you know, help a team win or help it, uh, drive players or uh, help them manage a team, then, you know, I'm here, but until then, I'm just enjoy what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not bothered about it if I get interviewed or not. I think that I think more people want to see me manage than myself see myself. Uh, but yeah, the opportunity comes in. Yeah, any coach should be striving to be a manager. And enjoying what you do, you're, you're here. You are spring training, back in the trenches with your catchers, and uh, how much enjoyment do you get out of that, especially this time of year during spring training? Oh, yeah, I love it. I love working with these guys, especially when you have great defensive catching, man. It's awesome. Uh, one of the things that, that I that I did uh, when I was managing last year is that I abandoned the catching a little bit. That's what I was mentioning before, because I had to prepare for the game as a manager. I didn't get to do the things that I did with the catchers a lot. 
no, no, no every day, but uh, but in many days I was, I was I was not there for them completely, and that that was one of the parts that really bothered me a little bit. Kind of like uh, I don't like to abandon the catching because the guys uh, we have a big trust among each other. We love each other, and we uh, we trust uh, everything that we we work with. When you look at this year's team, obviously some changes in the off season, uh, but even during the time as a player with the Indians and, and those great teams of the 90s, they had some transitions too. And, and how do you look at at the inevitable in baseball where there's going to be roster changes and, and how it impacts this year's team? Yeah, you're always going to go through situations like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, contract issues, free agency. Uh, and, you know, you kind of, you try to align yourself to, not to lose a lot, you know. You try to align yourself to uh, help your team stay in the, in the fight. Uh, I think the Indians. Uh, we know that Frankie, you know, he's gone now, and Cookie Carrasco and Carlos Santana. You lost a lot, but also, you know, you you know, you got a deal. You got some some exceptional players. Uh, you also have uh, uh, Eddie Rosario that is going to help a lot. And then you start kind of like uh, bring back Cesar Hernandez. So uh, our team is is pretty much focused on, on pitching and defense. You saw last year we uh, our team was the best defensive team in American League, and and uh, uh, our pitching has been the things that drive us. So uh, getting Eddie Rosario is going to help a lot. He's been a tremendous hitter in in the in the, in the Central, and we saw that against Minnesota. So probably that's. Our pitches are going to be better just not having facing Eddie. So, like, uh, I still trust our team. Uh, you know, this has been the, the winningest organization in the American League the last eight years. Uh, and they know what they're doing. So, at the end of the day, you, you have to position yourself uh, the best way you can under your budget. So, that's where we're at. And one of the, the holdovers, and now one of the longest tenured in the big leagues, Cleveland Indians, is someone I know you, you work with daily is, is Roberto Perez. And um, back-to-back gold gloves may just kind of scratch the surface on what he does defensively. What do you like about him from a catcher's perspective that, that he does behind the plate? Well, his preparation is, is phenomenal. He, you know, he's one of those catchers that care about being efficient at doing the three things, which is blocking, receiving, and throwing. And uh, Roberto, uh, he he wants to do what is best for his pitchers. He's a big caddy back there. Uh, he knows when to sell out to frame a pitch. He knows when to block. Uh, but he is very proud of not letting balls go by him. So uh, in today's uh, today's game, which framing is the primary primary thing for catchers, uh, stealing strikes, he still he still is on a top tier on all three things. And that's why his defensive run saves are so big because he practiced every single fundamental of a catching. At the end of the day, if one day uh, they take, uh, the, the, they bring the robot umpire, Roberto still have it made because he's, he knows how to block and he, he can throw. So if you're going to focus all your emphasis on framing alone and you don't do the other two things, then it's going to be hard for you because no longer you need to frame if the, if the robotic umpire comes in. Just saying. But uh, you have to be uh, – we enjoy having efficient catching. 
Always fun to check in with Sandy Alomar Jr., one of the really icons in Cleveland Indians history, an Indians Hall of Famer, and uh, still that link to some great seasons on the field as a player and now doing it as a coach. And he's seen some really good baseball, too, over the last eight years as an Indians coach. Well, that's going to do it for our final spring training edition of the Rosie Report. So what happens to the podcast? Do we carry it through to the regular season? You bet. We're going to give it a try. Things a little bit busier during the regular season, but we'll try and crank out as many editions of the regular season portion of the Rosie Report for you. We'll try and uh, keep you up to date on all things Indians during the year, thinking that it'll be a Monday through Friday type of uh, podcast for you. And uh, we'll do some different things and, and replay some of the interviews that you normally hear on Indians warm-up. But we understand that a lot of times you may miss that. You just might not be near your radio at that particular time. So this is a an avenue to hear Tom and Tito talk about the day's events and, and any news. And they always uh, delve into some great stories along the way, too. So uh, we'll do some of that. We'll also hear some of the pregame interviews that I'm able to track down with different players and coaches and uh, bring you up to date on anything that's going on with the Indians as well. So we'll try and keep it going. We'll try and get it started on Thursday after the opener. So stay tuned. But thanks so much for listening to the podcast all spring long. Hopefully it's been informative for you as the Indians go through their daily paces out here in Goodyear. Thanks so much to Bart Swain, Austin Contrulis, Courtberry Tripp from the Indians PR department. They were tremendous in uh, helping us track down one-on-one interviews in the Zoom world right now as we continue to be under the COVID protocols. So uh, things a little bit more difficult, but they made it easy. They really did. And, and so thanks to them for doing that. So until we join you for our regular season editions of the Rosie Report, I'm Jim Rosenhaus. As always, thanks for downloading the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report. 